Hello and welcome to When Will It End, a podcast where two friends, maybe the best friends? Of all, of ever? Of ever. Google. Wait, no, or are we saying between us? Between us. <laughs> I don't know. You're in my top five. <laughs> yeah. That's sad, but yeah, you're my top three. Top, top three? Two, really? maybe. Well, if we're going to do it by like non-romantic gendered partners, my male identifying friends, you're definitely top three. Hey, why do you got to put gender into it? Because we live in a paradigm. No, we don't. We got to reject the paradigm. Yeah. We got to rebuild the paradigm. Smash the paradigm. And we are talking about a, a filmmaker, a creator in this series who has redefined, who for 20 years, we were just talking about this off mic, a filmmaker who who basically smashed pop culture. Dominated. Maybe ruined it. Was the face of pop culture for, for an 20 unbelievable years. unbelievable amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we uh, this is When Will It End. We watch a film series from start to finish, and we figure out, did it end? When did it end? Should it end? Oh, we have all these questions about endings. Right. Each installment, but we get to the end of each installment, and we go, do we want more from this series? What can we expect from the next? What's going to happen? And it's, it's sort of a way to, to, to take a look at this very... We live in this era of franchises where... We both saw Captain Marvel to date this episode a little bit. We we both recently saw Captain Marvel, which I believe is you don't have to. We could have seen it. Not I mean. We, oh, we saw it on Blu-ray and from Voodoo. Yeah, Voodoo. Voodoo. We just learned about Voodoo. We love Voodoo. I got Voodoo today just to watch Austin Powers. It's uh, I, these words that exist now. We watched Voodoo on the Roku to watch Austin Powers. This sounds like an '80s stand-up bit. Yeah, I love. I'm working on it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Going. Back in time, Back like in time. Austin Everyone Powers loves it, did. Like Captain Marvel did. Oh right. But no, so we watched Captain Marvel this week, which is like the twenty second or twenty third Marvel movie. I mean, it's it's. it's, it's I don't crazy. even know why we're talking about Marvel. We're not. We're, ever what I'm saying is Marvel. that we live in an era where franchises are king. Multiverses. Things universes. just spiral out and out and out. And we're going back to some classic series to see when did these worlds get too big for their own good? When did they blow up a little bit? Right. Now, we right at the top, um, I think it's Bear's explanation. We are changing gears. We are going to do Die Hard. But uh, I feel like... Don't I, date. You don't have to date the episode again. No, we, we definitely ended our first series, the the uh, blockbuster Shrek series, by loudly talking about how we were going to do Die Hard, you may recall. Right, right. I right. was thinking we could just edit that and post and change it. I think this tells more of a cultural story mm. that bears repeating. You're always a, you are always interested in the story. Oh, God. I'm just a... I'm a slave to the story. Yeah. That's, why, that's how you got through grad school. Yeah. So I got through your first marriage. <laughs> right, yeah. Slave to the story, we called him. We're like, anyone, is Josh okay? Yeah, is Josh I am, okay? Uh, I would, I'll just say it, a celebrated journalist. And I know almost too much about journalism. Right. I'm almost, like, people say, he's a journalism wonk, they call me. <laughs> is that on your business card? Yeah, wonk. journalism wonk. It doesn't even say journalism. It, it, says, says, it says news junkie, <laughs> journalism wonk. Landy's. But no, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very small print. The week we're recording has been so drenched in blood and gun violence. I right. just did not want to watch oh, five movies. You know, we don't that. have to mention what it is because every week in America is drenched in gun violence and blood. Yeah. Well, I guess it's drenched in blood, not really drenched in gun violence. That's true. It's like over. I like the image though of like of like handguns just like yeah, raining from the sky, drenching or AR-15s just showering us drenching. all. Drenching. Yeah. What's an AR-15? It's the kind of assault rifle that white Christian men love to use for malls, schools, their own homes, right, homes right, of right. others. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Pretty much. Anything goes. Anything goes in wacky old America. Mm. Yeah, I was I was at this uh, grief ceremony for the small community that suffered this insane violence, and it's everyone's like, yeah, well, you know, just that's what happens nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come here, you know. Why not? Yeah, I mean. yeah. Like everyone was so blasé about it. Like the, the the sense of defeatedness was so overwhelming. Where I was like, "Well, Murray's might be a little specific because it really only affected a small. Like it didn't really go outside of one family. So maybe yeah. that's why people were a little more like, meh, whatever." Yeah. But still, yeah. No, that's what we're just we're just used to it. So yeah, Die Hard. As much as it. We'll talk about it when we actually do it. We'll still do it, but... We definitely... I think I definitely want to approach it from that viewpoint. Because, you know, again, we'll save a lot of this for the episode. We've talked a lot, actually, about Die Hard. And the the, the cultural values of Die Hard, which are fascinating. And I got to give it to you, Charles. You really sort of, uh, I think, pioneered Die Hard studies in the sense that... I think I did, actually. I don't want... I mean... The the gendered relationships, the formulation of self, the way that... The idea of masculinity. Right. The way that, like... 
we act he the way that Bruce Willis acts out his sense of duty as a man in that movie is fascinating. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. Get into the, we're, we're not jumping ahead like Austin. No, we're not. Fr- we're not going to freeze our brains and sit in a in a tub and piss for fucking ever. <laughs> wow. So uh, this series is going to be all about Austin Powers. There's only three of them. But we're going to name... I'm, I'm doing this right now, and I don't give a fuck what you think. What are you doing? Do you want to call it international... This series is going to you want to call it International Podcast of Mystery, or better, The Podcast You Shagged Me? Um, this miniseries has to be The Podcast You Shagged Me. Please. All right. Please. You want to do that? Well, we'll leave it up to, to me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were named... What did we name the Shrek ones? We oh, wait, did. We how, did. Mean, how do you name the Shrek ones? The Shrek call it Shrek. The Shrek, yeah. Just call it Shrek. The Shrek. 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 Yeah, I guess we could name each... I, mean, I was still figuring it out. Well, but yeah, I think the, the, the pod who shagged me. That's good. The pod who shagged me. That's pretty good. Yeah, what'd you say? The podcast who shagged me. Too oh. wordy. Dr- drop the syllable. Yeah, the you pod gotta, who shagged me. Gotta slice it up, punch it up. This cut is it why down. you go to the master. Go to the master. That's me. Go to me. the master. Actually, that was my uh, screen name for a long time on forums in like <laughs> the late 90s. The master. Yeah, because I was really, I know this is weird, really into Doctor Who. Wow, that's so unexpected. I know, and I hate so it sorry, now. My, my, my vegan bartender friend who works at a craft brewery... Uh, is into Doctor Who, but I was into like John Pertwee Doctor Who and oh, Tom God. Baker Doctor Who. You're talking just the language. what third and fourth Doctors, I think. They were fun. Some of them were written by Douglas Adams. That's how I got into it. It was on PBS, and uh, I had a great time with Tom Baker. And his main nemesis was the Master. When I saw Captain Marvel for the first time in Cleveland, they were doing a like a, a like a Spectrum events or I, maybe it wasn't I don't know what company it was, but they were doing like an event screening, and it was like this Tom Baker era Doctor Who, and I was like, they know this audience. Yeah, they do. They um, want to see Brie Larson insult all men and also Doctor Who. Is there a girl Doctor now? Is that the yeah? Thing? I think so. Wow, I know. Twenty nineteen. No Black Fuck, Bond. No Black Bond. Wait, why did you just chant that? Oh, uh, because Idris Elba was on SNL and it was funny. They made a no black bond joke. Oh. I was like, yeah. 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 That, I mean, he'd be a good one though. He's old. Like, why? Well, I don't know why we're getting all these. Daniel Craig was not a young That's what I'm guy. saying. Like, yeah. why don't we can freshen things up a little bit. Go back to some young man. Yeah. Super young Sean Connery. He was only like 35 when he took over. I mean, that makes sense. You need a little experience before you're thrown out into the field to start murdering people. That's true. Just the yeah. grunts on the ground, those youngsters, those boys we lose every day. Wow. They're like 20s. Who gives a Did shit? Did you read that article about like the, the troops in Afghanistan who are like full Vietnam style, like mutilating corpses and collecting like pictures of like mutilated bodies on like a thumb drive and they like hand around their like thumb drive of trophies? Oh my God. Yeah. That makes so much sense. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. This is a wonderful culture we live in. Yeah. We do a great warrior things. culture. A warrior culture of men. Yeah, and this movie is a lot to do with male virility. It does. Yeah, but I think I know this is my take on Austin Powers. So we watched the Austin Powers, uh, the International Man of Mystery. This is from 1997, directed by the great Jay Roach. What else has he done? That's a great question. You I know he's done uh, Austin Powers too. He did. He the came back. They brought me. him back. You know what's weird? So I was even thinking we're very still we're still young in what this series is about i was thinking this might be disqualified because to me what makes watching series so exciting is watching a character or an idea as it's handed down from different directors and each one gets to like try to recreate what the world is well our watershed moment with trek three sure yeah exactly so Austin powers is same directing team guy same i don't know why i called him yeah it's jay (laughs) same guy jay the whole three time this, so, okay, this was his second movie and his first movie in seven years. What was his first movie? Zoo Radio in 1990, a movie that does not exist. Yeah, who gives a shit? It is a 4.2 on IMDb. So, Jay, is- uh, so like this is a little, it's different. We do keep, I mean, we. it was fun that we got to keep Mike Myers around. So, we actually noticed some Shrek stuff. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Mike Myers is like basically, he's he's not a one-trick pony, but he might be like a four trick pony where he's like very much. We saw a lot of ball smashing. Well, farting. the movie closes strong with some ball smashing. Yeah, so. some fart, farting in liquid, yeah. much like in Shrek. Right. And then telling a rhyme about farting in liquid, like in Shrek. Yeah. yeah. Uh, accents that don't really work. That don't pan out. And also a movie where the main character, and this is, I think, my big takeaway. The main character is sort of like the, we have to have him to like hold the whole movie together. But everything around it is so much better. Right. So it, This is Dr. Evil, the movie. Yeah. 
the, the all of the doctor all of the doctor evil material in this is Funny. fantastic. Very good. Those bits we, we talked about this while watching it. I think the father son therapy scene with Doctor and Scott Evil is yeah. transcendent. It is easily my favorite part of the movie. And you were talking about his like awesome powers and how his body. Like, he knows his body's funny. I thought all the physical humor with Dr. Evil was even funnier. He's wearing, like, like padding under this horrible, formless <laughs> tunic. And it, it's just funny. Yeah, and the way he sits down and, like, messes up. It, like, there's just scenes with him being dragged around in his office I would chair. say the single funniest, the two best parts of the movie are when he sits in the chair in that wide shot. And it just drifts yeah. backwards into <laughs> so the... So good. So funny. And my favorite moment of the movie, I shrieked when this happened when he's wearing a full plastic coverall suit and just tries to sit in a chair and falls. Yeah, and it's so quick. I it's think, so funny. So that's where there's this movie has a lot of humor that's just about like long like length of time. They have a lot of duration humor where things just go on and on. And I think when the movie has it works. Like the the parking or trying to turn around scene very funny. Um, well, we, we watched this with, with my girlfriend Allison, who, who was like, "They shot the movie, and the movie itself is maybe forty-five minutes." That's what I said. You said that? Yeah, that's what I said. I was actually saving it for the show too, but oh yeah, thanks. Anyway, my, oh, my point, Allison it. agreed yeah. with me. Right? She bowed before me and said, "Oh my God, Charles, what a great point." I'm sure that if she was in the room, she would agree with this characterization to a T. <laughs> I don't even know why I just said that. Um, yeah, I always said we were talking about how all this all is bullshit in this movie, and you, I forget why you're like, oh wow, we finally got back to the story. And then I said, no, I'm sure what actually happened was when they filmed the movie, it was 45 minutes and they just threw in a bunch of bullshit in scenes that could have used some padding between them. I think you just retail history where you sweep in and, and, and make the <laughs> the cutting observation. Yeah, I was wearing a cape. Yeah. yeah I was wearing when, a cape when at When Nick that Fury is typing the Protector's Initiative in, uh, in the end of Captain Marvel, you're like, sure. I don't know, Nick, how about Avengers? And then he goes... And we don't see it. That was so good. Yeah, that was really good. That's good directing. That's, that's good directing. Yeah. But okay, so basically, this movie, Shrek, we talked a lot about in Shrek 1, how Shrek is basically a sandbox where they just put down three toys in the sandbox. And it's right. like, okay, obviously, this is a franchise. We've done almost nothing with this world. And it works. Right, and it works. You get some good people, it works. Austin Powers is a strange movie. It's the opposite. It's kind of the opposite where there's a ton of stuff in, in, and nothing at all at the same time. Yeah. It's like I can't. Maybe to keep wanting to watch Spy Hard. It's like it's like a bad airplane guys movie. Who's those? Who are those guys? The Zuckers. Yeah, it's like a similar style to his Zucker. And that style was all over the place back in the nineties. We had all these spoof movies, all these like just like basically sketch movies with a shitty plot that kept them all together. That doesn't really happen anymore. Well, I think that that got beaten to death so savagely. And I will say, you go back and you watch like the scary movie movies. Right. Scary Movie Two is. Fantastic. Is it? I've never seen any of them. I, I think two has David Cross and Chris Elliott and Anna, Anna Ferris is amazing in all of those movies. The Wayans are funny in all those movies. Those movies hold up. They might actually be Zucker movies. We might have to do it on the show. I would ab- I would actually, love that. Do you think that I think the Zuckers might have been involved in Okay, we got it. We got to do that. All right, that's that's yeah, coming up that, soon hot. soon slash next. Or I mean, I guess we could wait for October. We could wait well, I guess so. It's so far away. Know, it's so f- wait. We can't date the episode. Yeah, we can't date the Stop episode. It. This happened now. Yeah. Look at your watch. We're doing it now. <laughs> Why am I watch? I don't know. I, I usually wear a watch. I was. I saw this billboard for Rolex driving out here, and it's like watch companies must be desperate for people to buy. I mean, I guess Rolex is oh, somehow they're always going to get people to buy their really expensive well, watches. Well, the Omega Omega always does the Bond watches. That's always the Bond yeah. does Omega watches. I guess thanks for tying this back into Awesome Powers, which is a parody of Bond. Well, let me okay. But like, it is weird that like... <laughs> well, yeah, let's work watch, through the watch thing Who are these watch companies gearing? Yeah. Like, who who wants a watch right now? I, I, uh, must be desperate. I have a $20 Timex watch, and it satisfies all of my needs. I got it at Walmart. It was, it's pretty. It's, it's sort of. Wait, did you steal it or buy it? I think you told me you stole it, right? What was that? You stole it? You fucking bad boy. Why in 1997... Okay, so... Wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. I would love to... Because I have a very... I I have a, a fond memory of seeing this for the first time. I'd love to. This was what you were. How old? So I was seven years old. Seven years old. You were what? I was like twenty five. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was the movie where 
there's a character named a lot of vagina in it. There's boobs jokes in right. it. Looking at it now, it's so tame. Basically, it's so oh my silly. God. And, right. Yeah, that was part of the but, thing I remember. It was like, oh my god, this is so sexy. But I remember like even there's like there's a, there's a character named a lot of vagina, and they sleep together in it. And as a kid, I was like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. That's insane. I mean, her tits floating is still pretty nuts. Those her breasts are so cartoonish in this movie. Yeah. It's hysterical. I mean, in life, I know, but it's sad were. because those I, I I wasn't even sure if they were like strap-on fake boobs. No, that's or... also crazy. They're just they're just enhanced, surgically enhanced. I know tits, it sucks. But... So that poor woman felt compelled I think to it was, get. Well, I don't know. Bless her. If you make if they make her feel good, God bless her. I know, but they float in the bath. It is a little weird, yeah. Yeah. I've never actually handled like augmented breasts. I wonder like what that's like. I love they, that they term, look wild. Augmented breasts. I've never handled an augmented breast either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we vibe like guys who have done that. Nah. I bet if you looked at us, no one they'd be like, ah, those aren't augmenters. No, they they don't fuck they with don't augmenters. Look, they don't look like a couple augmenters. I think augments, I'm gonna stick with that. That sounds like a good bad That's sick. That's like PKD. Philip Dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, we, we are the each, same. We know each other nerd. well. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I saw this. And I want to. Where did you see it? So you were seven. I almost certainly saw this uh, at a sleepover on VHS in nineteen in the year subsequent years. So, I'm sure by probably by two thousand, I'd seen this at someone's house on VHS. Okay. So you didn't see it the year it came out. Oh hell, I was seven. Yeah. I think I saw it. I I saw it also on VHS. So probably saw it in ninety eight. Do you remember that they had the psychedelic VHS? The VHS like bright pink mm-hmm. or yellow or yeah. something. It was great. And I let's see, I saw it at someone's lake house, and my parents would never let me watch this. And but the the boys that I was hanging with were watching it. Uh-oh. So this was in middle school. You were hanging out some roughnecks. I mean, I haven't seen them since. They could. They're probably dead from fentanyl. If I'm being they honest. might be. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, we were we were very close friends. We were on the same baseball team, so we met each other. We became very good friends. Uh, the family had a lake house. Strange outings involving domestic violence. Uh, just it was a, it was a, it was a rough scene. We watched. Uh, after that, we watched all the three of us, younger brother and us. I think there might have been a Tony guy named tony was there that sounds right yeah we watched austin powers on vhs and we were in the same boat i didn't really like it but i just like felt like i should like it he was the same guy that like introduced me to weird al when i was in middle school and i didn't really like it but i was like pretended to like it just so that they would still want to be friends with me this is a few years down the line i think but when running with scissors came out that dominated my life i thought that was like the most i thought that was, right. that, that was my sistine chat and i love weird yeah. al's like after Godspeed, I've seen Weird Al in concert the most. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him three times. But so basically, you're talking about this like emerging, this like quirky, wacky kind of world of the late '90s, where there's like the, the, a predominant thing being like Spencer's gifts, or like yeah. everything's very colorful and silly and big. Right. And obviously, I think we really came of age in the Christopher Nolan, like, post-9-11 world of, like, everything is gray and shitty. Yeah. So it's so funny to go back to this era, like, a decade before that. It was making fun. I mean, it was making fun of capitalism. It was making fun of all this stuff. Because it was, at the one hand, it was like showing the problems with the 60s. But on the other hand, it like also was, it's just like this weird movie that doesn't take itself seriously, doesn't really make a point. It just is like, it honestly, it's a really flaccid. Well, no, hold on. Wait, this movie. Silly. This movie, I think this was an Allison point. It's a pro-monogamy movie. Yeah. It's like kind of like sweet in a way where like he's just like horny. He's going to sexually harass you, but it's sort of like charming. But he learns a lesson where he's like, well, to be with this person, I, I need to like learn how to grow up with the times. And I think it is vaguely political in the sense that in Dr. Evil's like, we're not so different, you and I. And like, you know, all of your horniness is, right. is blasé and inappropriate now. And he's like, no, baby, it was about freedom. And it's not a great articulated point here. But he sort of tries to say that the whole point is not just the random fucking which by the way i cannot wait for you to see the next movie because they immediately deal with that so quickly it's incredible but there is vaguely a point i think which it's they, so confused though like because yeah. they they're also like they're trying to make points about capitalism and the way the world's changed to like the whole number two just basically making a shitload of money being a business As a corporation. Owner. He's like the, new, yeah. the future of the world's corporations. And he's like, the whole world's been privatized. You can't conquer the world. Right. It's already been bought. Yeah. So that's like in there. That. Too. Yeah, me too. But it's just like, it's sort of tacked on. Oh, sure. And it's just, it's right. But you, no one, literally no one was going to this movie. 
Like that's like going back to like Wayne's World, being like, "Wow, what a cutting critique of the film of the music industry." It's like, yeah, no, that's not what that movie's about. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's, it just was. I think it knew what it was doing, but it also had some problems. It's just like you know, again, yeah, weird. Another Mike Myers joint where there's some problematic dealing with trans people. Well, this was lesser, I think, a and little also, lesser. He, he wrote this, and he did not write the Shrek movies. He obviously wrote no, the but character. he had influence. I don't think he wrote the Ugly Stepsisters in Shrek, which is there's. I don't think that's a Mike. You don't Myers think so? You don't think he like twisted someone's arm? Like, you better put someone in there that I can make fun of. Yeah, this one's more mild, body. where like a, a waitress shows oh, up. Oh, a little he... mild, where he punches his mother in the face, and then no, goes no, no, on no, no, and no. on about the first She looks one. like a man, baby. She looks just like a man, baby. I want you to look at the recording and tell me if that looks normal to you. Are you screaming? I don't know. I'm just Jesus doing my Christ. impression. It was, I'm sorry. I don't want to fetter your artistic. I think it was uh, a great impression of. of you Austin did a great Powers. job. I'm very proud of you. Do you make me horny, baby? That was very good. Yeah. Your glasses, I don't want to, you know, they're know. a little Austin Powers. My teeth are beautiful. But though. no, no. I was thinking in the beginning of the movie when the waitress shows up in the swinging electric pussy right. club and he punches her in the face. and like, it's not a woman, it's a man. That was, some, that was an impression of a goat person. I am a goat person. Oh, so, wait, being that, so does your goat person just influence all impressions that you exactly. do? Exactly. A little bit of goat comes uh, Do Johnny moment. Carson. Well, Tonight Show. There's no goat or Johnny. I'm a goat. The fuck was... Okay, I'm Goat there's... Johnny. They right. call him the goat. They call me the goat. I'm Johnny. I thought that was Tom. I'm Tom Hanks. Oh, Jesus. You're changing. You're I'm, shapeshifter. I'm television's Tom Verlaine. Wow. It's a musician joke. So there's some goat in all that. I got the goat. A little bit of goat. You know, get him to the goat. That's my movie. That's your movie? Get I'm him to the movie. goat? Get him to the goat. So Jonah Wait, Hill... Is... A reference to a movie that eight people saw. Get him to the Greek. Everyone tells me it's good. I, I love Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a modern masterpiece, and I you will like go to that. bat for that. That's an excellent movie. I have I, I've heard so many different. Th- I've seen it. I love that movie. I've, I've, I can watch it any old time. I think the cast of support. I think Jonah Hill's great in it. I think Paul Rudd is peak you Rudd. You can't beat a Rudd. You can't beat a Rudd. Rudd's always peak Rudd. That's the beauty of a Rudd is that he's always I guess so. Rudd. I need to rewatch Ant-Man and the Wasp because it's a movie that, again, I, it, 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 it hovers in my mind. It's like a C minus. Yeah. And I, I just He's can't. still great. He's fine. There's other problems with that. I'm really again, worried about Endgame. About, okay, okay. We're well, talking about not, okay, no Marvel. Please, we can't Sorry. talk about Marvel. I'm a freaking Marvel head, though. I love it. Stop. You can't even admit oh, to that on this show. We're freaking Cap, Tony. What are you saying Cap? Like uh, Cap America. Oh, Cap America. Cap America. Yeah, you, can say, you can't say Cap. Still no can't cap. say Cap. Cap is done. Because no. Colin Kaepernick and anyway, he disgraced our country. But Shh, <laughs> don't say that either. Sorry, he's a beautiful guy. Yeah, he is a beautiful guy. Yeah, he uh, he's a great hero. He's no Robert Kraft though, a real American hero. That's true. Okay, but getting back to Austin Powers, here's my question for you: Why in 1997? Mm. Is it just Mike Myers who wanted to do a 60s thing? Yeah. Okay. I don't imagine that there was anything to do with the 60s. Ha- I mean, well, I think what it's, no, it's, not true, it's 20 there's... years is the cycle. Right. So the cycle is 20 years. Like right now we're like, oh, the 90s were cool. That's and true. And it's like, I'm actually listening to a great podcast. I'm going to inexplicably and misguidedly plug another podcast right now. Because like, no one's listening. The Woodstock 99 podcast is amazing. And they set out to be like, this is the thing that ended the 90s. And it was like a bloodbath that ended in rape and fire and rioting. And it's like just their way to like shatter this like weird obsession. Again, Captain Marvel, the 90s Marvel right. movie. Um, so this is like in the 30, they're, they're going 30 years back to the late 60s to swing in London as like the pretense for this. Though we do spend almost no time there. Yeah, and I think, I mean, bell bottoms were big when I was in middle school. Yeah, um, but that was that's that more seventies. I feel like. yeah. So that's I'm like, well, but that's what I'm saying twenty years. Right. Exactly. So, what, so when is was just Mike Myers is like, I want to do a. Here's what movie. I think. I think Mike Myers got stoned, watched a double feature of Blow Up and Octopussy, and was like doing weird voices in the bathroom afterwards like yeah baby this could be a whole fucking movie no he didn't frick no not frickin'. A lot of fr- that's a no, doctor a lot of e- doctor e- he doesn't say it though austin never says frickin'. no what now what year was wayne's where i want to say that was 80s 80s no 91 early 90s so yeah. not not a huge amount of time let me see that was 1992 92. so this is five years after and then Wayne's World 2 comes out a couple years later but he's really debuting a new character and Wayne's World is from SNL Wayne was right. from SNL so this he's really debuting his first real major character with this movie and it's amazing that he had the clout to like if I walked into a place like 
especially in 97, like, all right, here's this era that no one's caring about right now. I'm going to wear a funny tooth mask and I'm going to talk like an idiot. Okay, well, this okay. is going to be big. Just to get a little context here, when you talk about clout, this movie was budgeted at $13.5 million with a director who directed. 16. No, no, no. This is the first one. Yeah, 13. 16. 5. The next one was 33. Oh, yeah. 16. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. 16. This is not. This is what, and also, this is what people, listeners come to be talking about numbers. Arguing about box office mojo things yeah. I just Googled. Um, yeah. This is not like. This is a, a, a modestly budgeted movie with a, a, na- a nameless director. and That's true. I think they were maybe surprised by how popular. Maybe they were surprised by how popular it was. How could you not be shocked to watch this? Like, it's a funny movie, but like we are survivors of that era where this was ubiquitous. Oh, my God. It was everywhere. People just quoted. It was sort of like the Borat. Oh, for sure. But like Borat this actually made sense. So much better because than Borat. You think it's better than Borat? I really do. I don't. I think the care. I think the character Doctor Evil is better than anything in Borat. Uh, yeah. Except for the part where the bear scares the kids and the naked wrestling match. Those are both. I mean, funny. there's a lot of funny stuff in Borat. True. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Doctor Evil is a a gem, a, a gem surrounded by just shit. I think. It's there's so much that doesn't work in this. That's the problem with these with these movies that without very much plot and it's just a bunch of random sketches. Like the Zucker's got it right. Like eighty percent of that shit usually was really funny. This I'd say is that like maybe thirty five percent was laugh out loud funny, which yeah. is good. Like I, I like a good laugh. Yeah, but to be fair, the the relentlessness of the pace of this movie until it sort of stops the first there's third a and the last third. Yeah fly by and are funny I right think are great. the middle the middle where like austin like learns some stuff about life and like that stuff is the weakest i think and but but it does give us all the dr evil scott evil stuff which is so funny right but they that's they could have just cut austin out of this whole movie yeah he's inherently not that funny his chest hair is good i mean but that's what he's saying you can't cut a shrek out of a shrek you right. can't cut an austin out of an austin it, it's the weirdest thing about mike myers where like he uses the framing device is entirely contingent on the one character that is the least interesting right everyone like i don't know i liked exposition more than i liked austin like everyone is much better and much funnier than austin austin is this character that everyone just sort of laughs at not with he he pumps out the catchphrases kind of like when you rewatch shrek you're like wow there are a lot of these lines that just became so repeated and you rewatch this movie and like it's again pretty wild how much like Oh, behave. Do I make you horny? Do I make you randy? Can you like, say it more like him? No, I'm bad at it. Come on. Do I, I make it. you horny? That was so good. You just made me horny. Really? Say it. Say another one. Groovy, baby. That's so good. What's the other one oh, that God. he says a lot? Oh, behave. Oh, behave. That was really good. Yeah. Oh, behave. Well, it's also like... Uh, it's weird. The, the laughing at laughing with thing with, with Austin Powers is a fascinating d- dynamic because like... He's trying to be sort of cute and likable. And we talked about this during the movie where it's like, kind of like with Shrek, Mike Myers wants his characters to be lovable. Yeah. But we don't need that. No. We don't need to love Austin Powers. He doesn't need to be a person. We literally have an ogre and a basically a, a, like... A horny guy who's not very good at at his job. At best, a annoying horny guy. At worst, a sexual predator. A, a fuzzy, lovable sexual predator. Right. But anyway, like, well, that's the thing is, why do we need to make these dark, awful people just like casual run on the mill horny babies? Mm-hmm. Man, babies. Is there gonna, are there going to be more babies than like actual babies? Well, so, oh, yes, there's a baby in the next one. We're in a rare situation where I have actually seen all three movies. Charles has only seen the first one. I hated this shit when I was that age. Well, I, I remember. I say, again, give me some Bergman. Give me some. some I'm rolling my eyes over here. Some like, oh, I want to watch The Seventh Seal again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't actually want. I, that's not my favorite. I wanted to watch, you know, like Persona or yeah. Hour of the Wolf, some of that good shit. Mm-mm-mm. Give me some of that good well, again, to, Swedish to this, shit. Like that Swedish pump. That was a good joke. To broaden our perspective to talking about stuff my girlfriend said. She was talking about how being like a young woman, like just being around like 10-year-old boys, like yelling like, do I make you horny? Like that does sound like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, and I, I actually like really related with her experience. Cause I also like all these, these I, all they talked about for the rest of that trip, they were just quoting this movie that I was just like, can we just like go tubing? I remember the nutshell line was big. That's me in a nutshell. I was like, I'm in a nutshell, which is actually pretty funny. It's pretty funny, but it goes like that one didn't need to go on. It was sort of cute. Honestly, that was like, I don't even think it was that funny. It was more just like a cute scene it was a cute of him scene. being cute with her. Okay. Well, 
we're talking about these this movie being somewhat like a weird the, the timing is bizarre the pacing is like so all over the place they shot a, a straight up third of the movie in one conference in one room, room. which is amazing with fire chair that's that was well spent how much yeah. do you think they spent 10 million dollars on the room <laughs> And the rest of the money on something else. They dump money into the one meeting room in Doctor Evil's lair, where again, I, I bet you on pure screen time, most of the movie it is the predominant set piece in the movie. Yeah, and it is great. I say sixty yeah, percent. Maybe the Lucky Charms bit I don't like very much. Yeah, that I agree actually. That bad part, bit, bad bit. And they tried to salvage it with like an extended sequence of the of the scary woman yeah. explaining the commercial, which like almost worked. And also the name branding in this. I, again, another Allison observation, but like... Uh, why, why don't we just get her on the show? We honestly should. What Allison, when you hear this in eight months, just know we wish you were in the room. Fuck. The, uh, the Lucky Charms thing is like so on the nose and not funny. I am certain for a movie of this budget that definitely... They Wait, definitely approach that? people. What were you saying about Allison? I'm saying she pointed out that the product placement... and then Because oh, earlier in the movie, uh, what they, they talk about another thing in like vivid detail. Champagne? <laughs> yeah, champagne, the, yeah. the region of France. Yeah. No, there, there, there's a couple like company shout outs where you're like, this is so unnecessary. I'm certain this is tying in some product placement because, like, again, this, the budget's so low. I don't remember. They do it earlier on. Then in the second movie, there's a famous preparation don't H joke. Tell me. Tell me. Don't tell me. Oh, sorry. <sighs> well, I, I almost want to, like, I guess, like, you know, it's early in the episode, but, like, you know, we are deep in it. This was a sub 90 minute bits showcase that has like almost no plot is this enough as a viewer to be for you to be like i want more of this no really absolutely not so you're asking when will it end right now yeah i don't yeah. give a shit it's yeah. i like i thought maybe it would because uh, i've rewatched stuff that i watched when i was younger and was i felt too I've, I've, we've talked about this before like i felt i was too smart to enjoy dumb shit Right. And like that was a that was an ego problem. But as, as it turns out, you are stupid. Right. I'm right. stupid and should enjoy that stupid shit. But uh so I've gone back and watched things that I was like, oh, I'm too good for this and found them actually very funny and enjoyable. This I was like, maybe this is actually gonna be very funny. And I was just like thinking I was too good for this. I don't think so. I don't think a lot of it works. I really don't give a shit about any I mean, there's some things like I, I just don't think the universe is anything important. Okay, so, here's, here's my counterpoint to you. Yeah. They don't make these movies anymore. No one makes this kind of movie anymore. Right. If they made it, it would be a kid's movie with like a, an action star playing out of character in like a goofy bit. You know, like uh, your Vin Diesel's and your The Rocks. Like they, they do those movies where it's like, I'm playing against character for this movie. It's mostly physical comedy and, and like little cute bits. They don't really do... A comedian with a high concept single character, they're going to build a universe. This doesn't happen anymore. And I don't mind going back to a time where they spent a modest amount of money on a weird idea. And no, it's, that's true. It's, it's silly and fun. And like, if you told me at the end of this, there's going to be more episodes of this dumb TV show, I would absolutely watch it. So you're in. You want, you want to not ask when will it end? I think the number of dumb bits that the, the movie opens up for characters that I do like a lot, like Dr. Evil, yeah. Dr. Evil is a, I, I think, is a marvelous character. And I think a lot of the quotes that in my school were a lot of Dr. Evil quotes. Magma. That's magma. funny. The Liquid lasers, hot magma. The lasers in quotation marks. Yeah, lasers. I can't explain to you how funny. I mean, I bet there's a, we, okay, this is another topic generationally. I guarantee you no one younger than us knows about this movie. You don't think so? I don't think so. And we did ask Paul or whatever his name was. Yeah, we we asked a, a barista, and he had a disjointed story that didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, and yeah. He, he looked at me. He did look at you. I told him not to look at Charles immediately. He, he, looked, he looked at Charles. He, well, he looked away initially, but then... Yeah. I think he was looking over my shoulder, though. Uh-huh. I couldn't quite tell. You do, you know, you, for people who haven't seen Charles, you those tall it's a very shoulders. legal persona, and yeah. it's hard to look him right in the eyes, because you're like, dare I stare into the face of God? Yeah. Oh, that's actually, it was, a, I'm wondering if Mike Myers is a, some sort of demigod or a god. Some, like, there's no other explanation for a man dominating no, the cultural so long. place with garbage, basically. Okay, with, between Wayne... <laughs> Wayne's world? But just characters alone. Okay, you have Wayne... Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, Shrek. Those four characters amounted to like 50% of humorous quotes of parties for 15 to 20 years. Yeah. It's 
mental. It's how did he do it? What did how what did okay, he know? Okay, something that we talked he's not about watching looking. this. But okay, watching this movie. Austin Powers is funnier looking than anything else he does in the movie. He looks funny. His hair is funny. His glasses are funny. His yeah. shitty teeth are funny. His oblong, not impressive. He's not obese. He's not like he's just a strangely shaped man. And when he's trying to be sexy with his just normal, weird, lumpy Canadian body, he looks hysterical. Yeah, it's so funny. Are there like, sexy Canadians other than uh, the prime minister? Oh, dreamy, that's why he was dreamy Justin Trudeau. Yeah, do you think that's why he was elected? They're like, wow, the first sexy. I have said this for years now, but if Donald Trump was just good looking, I guarantee you most of America would be like, well, he's, you know, he's reasonable. It happens he's, to JFK. Yeah. I mean, if, if, JFK. if Trump was like charming and funny and could tell a joke, um, people would just be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, kill all the Muslims. Well, you know, it's very good looking. Yeah. <laughs> good looking. You know? Every sentence would be ended with, yeah, very good looking. Yeah. But like, but, but the current level of discourse, it's like, he got a little peener and he orange. <laughs> yeah, look at those little orange hands. I think we've moved. I please God we've moved past some of that because I think we like have. That was a nightmare. That yeah. was a big response. Yeah. Uh, initially, I think we've left the. F- I mean, he's done so much wrong. Because mm. then back then there he hadn't really done anything wrong yet. He was still just right. lying about what he was going. But, but to now do. we have hamburgers, which is my favorite Trump thing. What's that? When he uh, famously during the government shutdown, when I think it was the what, Auburn. Uh, Did he eat a hamburger? Is I saying Auburn? Is that the right thing? No, well, the, the college who won the the the, the football. They went to, I think it's Auburn. They went to uh, the White House to have a traditional, you know, we won the football and now we're going to have dinner with the Prez, you know, which yeah. is a sports dream. Um, that's why they play sports. That's why they play sports to right? meet Donald Trump. And he was like, we're not going to have a fancy dinner. We're going to eat hamburgers. But he tweeted hamburgers. <laughs> and he bought all this fast food, but referred to it initially as hamburgers. Like, that's a real tweet. He said hamburgers. He typed out or, or voice recognition said hamburgers. <laughs> Like, maybe he turned off autocorrect. He just, like, mumbles incoherent bullshit. He's, like, just this broken shell of a human who just spews hate. But, like, he's at hamburgers, which is amazing. Hamburgers? Hamburgers. Hamburgers. Look at hamburgers. Remember that other thing that happened? Oh, Kofefi? I mean, Kofefi was (laughs) exceptional. That's what I'm saying. Like in, in the in the old version of villains, it was like this like sleek facade of like this like imperial Orwellian nightmare, and now it's like literally a, a, a doddering old idiot who just says anything. It doesn't matter. There's no continuity. It doesn't have to be slick or sleek or Teflon. No, it, just, it doesn't matter because he just erases it the next day. I mean, he's sort of like honestly, Doctor Evil has similarities, but he's much more put together. I trust yeah. an evil more than a Trump. I agree. Like Honestly, his I trust are an bad, evil, but he's confident in his bad, bad plans. plans. Yeah. I would trust him more than most of our presidents. This is true. Yeah, because he, he works for himself. Yeah. He's a... Wait, no, that's Trump. Fuck. Yeah, he's a, a self-made bootstraps guy. Fuck, he's a bootstrap guy? Yeah. They're both bootstrap I guys. I bet you Donald Trump's childhood was similar in some ways to his childhood. Wait, the whole part about... Being beaten in a burlap sack. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I forgot the his rest. His mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. Yeah, that, that was a good hands. scene. That was a good scene. Uh, we good talked scene. about this during the screening, the screening. But uh, I truly think Dr. <laughs> Evil's monologue to Carrie Fisher in the group thing is his is amazing. Yeah, Seth Green was great. Seth Green, doing Seth Green to like a, a T is I don't perfect. think Seth Green's done anything else, but he's really good at it. No, okay, well, he's in Buffy and he's great in Buffy. He's great in Buffy, cool but he's guy. Seth Green in Buffy. But a cool Seth Green, which doesn't oh, exist. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just started watching Buffy. Well, okay, and I, I, season... Shut the fuck up. I'm telling a story. Which Shut season? the fuck up. I'm letting you talk. Which all right, season? All right. Which season? Season two, where he shows up, and he uh, he's only been in like three episodes, but every episode he's like, who is that girl? I would go four, three, six... What are you talking about? Five. Four, three, six. Four is the my, the college years are my favorite. Bobby. Oh, your favorite. Because that ends with the, with the David Lynch tribute, the Twin Peaks tribute, the mm. crazy psychedelic dream cool. episode. I don't. I haven't seen it. Oh, I'm really? Going th- I'm going through for the first time. Okay, great. I, I I like four the most. A lot of people say three is like the peak high school years, the end of their high school years. Yeah. Gets a great season. I like four a lot. Four does have like, the worst episode of television ever made in it called Beer Bad. I'll let you get to it. It's terrible. Okay. I love Giles. Oh, he's great. I want Giles to be my friend and fuck daddy. Yeah. And he's it's like great. the best. You, you watch the movie, and the movie is charming in its own way. It's like a low the budget. The original one? Yeah. It's yeah. like it's cute. You get why they made some huge changes. Ben Affleck appears as a bit character in the wow. movie. And it's very funny to see Batman himself, Daredevil himself, 
as as like a college basketball player or oh. high school basketball player. But in the movie, it's Donald Sutherland plays Giles, and he plays a very like sort of like like yeah. sort of doofy older academic. And the, the Giles is like sexy librarian. It's like Fuck. I'd suck that dick. I'd suck that. I'm dick. going on the record. Giles, pop it out. Pop it out. I'd fucking slurp on that ween. Anyways, let's get back from Buffy to. Uh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, no. Um, yeah, we got on a little Trump tangent there for a while. Yeah, but it, it makes so, sense. Uh, so political. So political. So we can't. Political. You can't stop us. We'll talk. Why doesn't funny man Mike Myers do his own fucking Trump? It's so funny. You you want him to do a Trump? I would love that. I really and would. A little Can you imagine Trump? him? Like we talk. We're talking about physical comedy. Mike Myers with the orange makeup and the hair would look hysterical. Yeah, and he just sort of like fall over and roll around. That's I would love that. Yeah, that'd I be would really, really good. Love he that. wouldn't even say anything. And and Austin Powers is also like Trump in his own way, where like he made a movie where this like lumpy, weird, unattractive Canadian man is fucking Elizabeth Hurley in the late nineties. Like in a Woody Allen style move. He like yeah. casts like one of the most gorgeous women in, in of that decade uh, as his like main love interest where he just looks like a, a garbage peak. It's great. Yeah. But there is that scene where we want to talk about the ways in which this movie has really surprised me was that scene where like he's learning about how to be a good monogamous boy and she's drunk and wants to fuck him and he says, no, no, you're drunk. I wouldn't do that. So that was like really interesting to see that scene in a movie from the 90s, which was yeah. obviously a rampant time of people taking advantage of each other. Well, if you think about 90s movies in like the rape culture justice scales. Yeah. Like there's, okay, he's constantly harassing every woman he sees. Not good. Not good. But he doesn't date rape someone and vocalizes that you shouldn't date rape people. And also That's the, good. all of his harassment is is like, I mean, it's strangely treated as harmless, but it's also like he's always chastised for it. That's true. They, they, it does not go without comment. Yeah. Which for the late 90s does seem kind of remarkable. Yeah. So, so I don't know. It was, it's nice. Like the movie, I'm sort of glad I don't really, you know, jive with politics in my cinema. It's a place for that. Mm. The newspaper. <laughs> not in my cinema, please. Yeah. But it was nice to see like a really half-baked but pleasant it's like, hey guys, maybe you shouldn't be trying to fuck every woman you see. And yeah. it was very light, and it didn't. It sort of felt confused to me, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe they did a great job, and I just was not really paying attention because I was a little bored sometimes. I do feel like his character arc holds out. I think they, yeah. I, I, I buy buy it. Yeah, but okay, you noticed this initially, and I love this. Um, so famously, Mike Myers, he's a very detail obsessed creator he, he loves making these characters and just like building up these elaborate worlds for them you know he, he obviously sunk you know wayne's world wayne's world 2 three austin powers movies at least four shrek movies and a zillion spinoffs the, the his follow-up to the shrek world is the much maligned love guru a movie that like seems is treated like a war crime have you seen it no i mean <laughs> the reviews of that movie were so burningly toxic i mean he talks like an indian man right yes he's doing an indian does he do character. brown face i haven't seen that i don't want to spec did he go full ashton kutcher i don't right, know right we don't know full kutch um we can only hope he didn't go full kutch i pray he didn't go full kutch the, the love guru is a movie that people treat like um like uh the the bombing of dresden by the allies where it's like the good guys burned all those c- c- civilians to like a pulp right um so I've never seen The Love Guru, but as you notice in this movie, we see early inklings of his desire to do this character twice. Twice. He wears the turban in one scene. And oh wait, what was, what was the first D- during the interstitial parts, which is the thing we haven't oh, talked right, about? Oh right, right, right. Yeah. A movie so short they 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 added buffers of like fifteen seconds <laughs> of just, him in a band. Oh my god, just to do anything to stretch out the movie. Yeah. But um then yeah, then at the end of the movie when they go undercover Right to pretend to be tourists that entire thing is completely nonsensical it's he dresses crazy. up as a love guru yeah wearing We're a fake fake beard, beard a fake it's not good fake turban it's not good <laughs> spouting out love guru advice he, no no he doesn't really oh you're right i just made that yeah, up you're just imagining yeah imagine that. but I, I i so now i believe that the love guru is maybe not canonical Canonical? I think canonical is funny to I'll say. Let's say it. Canonical. 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 But I believe yeah. it is a part of the Austin Powers trilogy, as maybe <laughs> a spinoff of the character that 
Do you think that, I mean, we haven't seen it, but do you think the love guru is actually just Austin Powers? I think basically to finish what has become the beginning of the show being solely Mike Myers, we need to watch Love Guru as our fourth Austin Powers movie. I think so. He's comes he's coming back after this dominant era of his role as like a, the international funny man. And then comes back with a turd so bad it has ended his career making these kinds of movies. Is he done? Is he done? No. 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 He's not. He's not done. done. You can't, you he can't was shut in Bohemian up. Rhapsody. He was in Inglorious Bastards. He's playing like little bit roles. He's the kind of guy where you have a whiff Mike Myers in right. like a little role. And I will say this: in Inglorious Bastards, who, that who he plays he? he plays the guy who briefs Michael Fassbender. Okay, he's like a, a mustache. He's a British intelligence guy. Yeah, and that that's a great movie. You think that's a great movie? I have a lot of mixed feelings about Tarantino. I think that movie is. Except for the worst parts that I hate, I think the Eli Roth character is the worst. Is so Ugh. awful. I would say honestly, Brad Pitt in that movie is pretty terrible. I don't like much of yeah. that, that storyline's terrible. Yeah. The actual bastards suck. I think, but I like the stuff in France a lot. I like Christoph Wait, Waltz. Obviously. Can you say that again? Oh fuck! I you, that. you like? What? I like the scenes in the film set in occupied France. Occupied France. Yeah, that's where the Nazis took over. And the French were like, oui, 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 we will kill all the Jews for you. We hate them. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oui, oui, oui. And I'm certain the, the family hobby was at the front lines of Vichy France. Wait, what the Mowing fuck? down Jews. What the fuck? That's now canonical to our podcast. Can- canonical. Your family are Jew murderers. Oh, my God. Okay, anyways, what I'm trying that's to say is... That's not true. First of all, hobby, British name, daddy side. Oh, boy. He's in, he's English. He fought. We must fight the Nazis. <laughs> we'll fight them in the trenches. Um, we'll fight them on the beaches. Michos, actually, this is. I'm not even gonna talk about this, man. My yeah. fucking family lived through Vichy France and France. 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 <laughs> hey, that's how it's pronounced. There's a Just being a fucking piece of shit now. I like escargot. Can you leave my country alone? Oh God! So you admit that your 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 true loyalty is to France? Don't tell. Congress. This is recorded. Yeah. As long as you're not a, a person of color or Muslim, no one cares. So That's no true. Cares. Yeah. Make fun of France. Yeah. I mean, uh, but, yeah. yeah. Where were we? <laughs> France? No, no. Mike Myers. He's still going to pop up in these we, movies. We were, well, we were talking about I was surprised about Inglorious Bastards. It's something that you were like, enjoy. You hated. I didn't want to go into it. You hated the, 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 the Western. You awful. hate the Hateful Eight. The hate, I, I really think if you revisit that, that movie is ex- oh. structurally. Which one? So Django? Is, or the hateful, the hateful Django eight. is straight up bad. Hateful eight. I, here's my thing. Okay, God, this is like okay, total tangent. Sorry, I'm sure our listeners hate two guys talking about Tarantino. Everyone who listens to this podcast is like, please get into Tarantino. And Quentin's the best. We haven't talked about Tarantino ever, have we? I know we're we're giving the people what they want. This is fan service. Okay, no, I'm just I'm surprised. To we're, make a long story short, doing this podcast for a long time. The first 20 minutes of Django were actually pretty good. I think. If the movie was just the adventures of Christoph Waltz and Jamie Foxx, it'd be a good yeah. movie. The core plot of that movie is awful and stupid. It's entirely built around white savior shit, and it's terrible. Yeah. And I think Jamie Foxx is so underwritten or just bad at acting. I think Samuel Jackson's performance in that is <laughs> he is so bad in that. Yeah, I, I admire that he's committing to this role, but it is awful. It was nice to see him having fun again in Captain Marvel. He was having so I much fun. I feel like I've, like him and Tarantino movies make him really repulsive. So I, yes, I mean I think nice it's deliberate, but in Django him. he is so repulsive. And like same with Hateful Eight, I feel like he's sort of just I don't know, like Pulp Fiction he was fun. Yeah. And he sort of went down this thing where he just became like really mean. Yeah. In a lot of movies. It's nice to watch it's, it's good to see him have fun again. Yeah. I could just imagine I I hear they text and talk about who they hate together. That's so funny. Yeah, it's so good. I, I can like imagine when, that. I like when when uh, when Sam Jackson tweets at critics and he's like, "Suck my dick." Does he do that? He got mad at a at a I think Anthony no either Anthony A O Scott. He got in, mad at A O Scott for I think an Avengers review. He was like, "Shut the fuck up." Interesting. Or something. I'm, I'm butchering the story. But no. Um. So the the first third of Django is pretty good. The actual story is terrible. Hey, that was a great story. Thank you very much. Don't shoot yourself down. Thank you very much. You did a great job. I learned a lot about A.O. Scott yep. and Sammy Jackson. Thank you. Good story, Josh. Um, I and- do this thing where I hate pr- saying the middle initial in a like when actors insist on saying. Oh. How many? You love saying JJ. JJ, I love JJ. That's true. I don't just say J. JJ. But that's his name, JJ. It's J. Jonah Jameson Abrams. J. 
Wait, he's got three J's? No, that's for the, that's the Spider-Man joke. Oh, J. No, but like I say William Macy. I'll say if uh, Philip Hoffman. And then, no, you, you got to go the distance. You got to go Bill Macy, Phil Hoffman. Oh. I love that when actors are like, well, me, me and Phil Hoffman worked on that right. piece. You know, I love oh, that. Oh, that's awesome. I should start Oh, Bill? That. Oh, sorry. Uh, William H. Macy. William. William. Um, and the first half of Hateful Eight is like, oh, this could be good. The second half is like, I am a garbage man who cannot write movies anymore. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Tarantino... He's going to make another one about the murders. Maybe. I hate him. Yeah. The Manson murders. Yeah. That's sure to be just as pornographic and shitty as, like, as, I don't know. I hate it. And will, will we see Mike Myers in the swing in the 60s again? We can only hope. Opa, opa. Opa, opa. That should be my new catchphrase. <laughs> Are you more excited for the new Scorsese about, bravely about <laughs> crime guys, uh, Pacino and, and uh, De Niro, or, uh, uh, or Tarantino doing some saucy stuff about people acting bad? Wait, what's I didn't even know about the Scorsese. The Irishman. Oh. Oh, that's movie. right, right, right. Yeah. The new Netflix. Wait, is he doing it with Netflix? I presume I all films are for Netflix now. That sucks. Yeah. Because Netflix doesn't look good. I know I'm getting in my little digital You and Steven Spielberg boy. just suck each other off I and get it Steven over with. Spielberg. He's like, it's ruining movies. I can I'm like, never... dude, you ruined movies. I like I, yeah. your movies. I like your movies and you ruined movies. You know who doesn't make me horny, baby? Steven Stevie's... fucking Spielberg. Oh, Steve? Oh, so St- Steven oh, Spielberg. Steve, yeah. Oh, me and Steve are making a movie. I love Steve that. Steve could be fucking sucking on my hog for an hour. I couldn't get hard. The yeah. fucking disaster that he is. Okay, that's a bit over, a bit much. Um, it's not a bit much. We could test it right now. If did you see Wreck-It Ralph 2? Because someone was like, Wreck-It Ralph 2, it's like a player one was, ready player one was good. And I was like, oh my God. That's I haven't exactly... seen any of the Ralphs. The first one's great. The second hear... one, mixed feelings. I hear they're, they're good. Um, I will say, having rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy... Give me some John C. Riley anywhere. He makes everything better. Yeah. Wait. Okay. He's like four Wait, lines whoa, in Wait. Can we pause and please rewatch Kong Skull, Skull Island together? I'll watch it with you. I think it's a bad movie. That I know. I, I did but not like watching. John C. Riley elevates that movie to a level of insanity that is beautiful. Okay. John C. Riley is great in that movie, and Hilarious. he elevates it from an F to like a D minus. No, which is... he he is the Rosetta Stone. Oh my God! The Rosetta Stone. He's doing a hand thing too. I I wish you could see this, listeners. <laughs> I'm saying I'm trying to. Enunciate he's like my... he's, it's doing like, like an expanding hand, <sighs> like a bubble. Rosetta Stone. He's like looking off. He says it. Rosetta. I've seen the actual Rosetta Stone in England. What? Yeah, I've been in England. Jolly old. Did it make you horny, baby? I'm swing in London. Swing in London. Well, I was like, Where's the Rosetta Stone? Eh? Where yeah, is it? Yeah, baby. Get on Where's my. Where's the Rosetta Stone? <laughs> Wait, what was that? Gov. Do you feel like uh, Mike Myers is bad at accents? So far, he's done Scottish, British, and Doctor Evil. None I of them make sense. The Doctor Evil voice is great right, because it's not a real accent. He's just talking, kind of like like I can't like Michael Bloomberg talks. He liquid hot magma. Yeah, I can't magma. even do it anymore. I used to. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but his, everyone could do it. His British accent is really bad. It keeps falling out. Yeah, like everyone else. Who's the other? Who's the who's the female? Michael well, 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 Elizabeth Hurley is, is she indeed, British? She's British. She's okay. a Spice Girl. That's a Spice Girl. Oh, she's posh Spice. She she sounds British. So comparing him, like he sounded awful, and yeah. his Scottish is really bad. Yeah, Irish Scottish. Why do you even thing. choose to be Scottish? These movies are. I thought so, he was Scottish. These movies are so iconic that Paul the barista and you remember things from the second movie that don't appear in the first movie. Right, like you know who Fat <laughs> the Bastard fucking is. Baby and the Fat Bastard. It's crazy. It's amazing. I know what the fat bastard looks like. They don't call him the fat bastard. They don't? No. It's no. just fat bastard. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, I got to say, we're, you know, we're, we're getting to the end of this episode. We rewatched this movie, and it stunningly was not that on PC at the end of the day. We, we, we right. walked away being uh, astonished at how it basically does pass the smell test. I genuinely wonder Wait, how. The smell test? <laughs> oh, that test. It smells like sexism? Racism? There, there's the weird uh, sucky sucky part in the bathtub where you're like, what's up with this? Sake, not sucky. Goes, Do you want some sucky? Wait, did she say she that? She says sucky. And then he goes, and then, then, sucky it to me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. This is a very good podcast. His, <laughs> his mouth. If you just watch that movie and watch his mouth, it's insane. His physical acting as Austin like, is exceptional. When Dr. Evil says... Liquid hot magma. His mouth magma. is like a fucking work of art. 
Okay, so I was talking about how much fun he's visibly having in this movie. When he's doing Dr. Evil, there were a few scenes, like the the ominous evil laughter scene where they have the, all the bad guys framed right. behind the table. Mike Myers looks like he is in heaven. <laughs> he looks so happy in this movie. And off screen, if you read into it, he seems like a miserable motherfucker. Right. Like, he's not like an Adam Sandler who actually does enjoy life, <laughs> life and working with these people and yeah. making money doing movies that he likes doing. Right. And, and by the way, we'll save this for later. That's My Boy is a masterpiece, and it's the best late sandler. I haven't seen it. It's amazing. All right. It's so good. I'll check it out. But anyway, you were saying Mike Myers. Oh, he's a miserable motherfucker. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. This is a true story. He wanted to write Garth out of Wayne's World 2 because he was livid that Dana Carvey became as popular for that movie as he did. He's a scumbag. He seems like a miserable guy. He doesn't yeah. seem like he likes. He's like, I Maybe don't know. that's why he makes all of his characters likable. He wants to be loved. He wants to be loved. Kind of like what Donkey points out to Shrek in Shrek. Right. So he's trying to scare people away, but really he just wants to be loved and accepted. Yeah. And Mike Myers. And then Shrek goes. Uh, I uh, love that uh, shit and piss. Better out than in. I always A guzzle say. come by the gallon. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mikey. Mikey, Mike. Um, yeah, so, you know, and so at this point you're, you seem tired of Austin you feel like it doesn't really work you don't really want to see two more movies set in this world I mean I don't even understand the world it's the 90s with this renegade sex addict just sort of flopping around and they they don't really dig into any of that as much as you think they would which is interesting what I would enjoy is some of these prudes from the 90s going back to the 60s to really see what it was all about Okay, so just to set up our next episode, what you want to see is maybe more playing with the timeline. Time travel. You like time travel. Yeah, I um, like some time travel. What did you like from this movie that you want to see more of? Uh, I do. The successful bits were great. I love more Dr. Evil and Scott. I'm very concerned about Mini-Me. <laughs> I'm like very concerned about Mini-Me and the... And fat bastard. I do. I think you should post a, a status somewhere that says concerned about Mini-Me. <laughs> I... I is Fat Bastard also Mike Myers? You better yeah. believe it. So the Scottish accent, again, a precursor it, to Shrek. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, there is definitely one Mike Myers character in the series who is so terrible. And we're not going to get to it immediately. But um, I'm going to – I had this boss. He was my, actually my favorite boss I've ever had. He was really great. Really allowed me to become the man I am today. Really helped me out. So he's the one to blame. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I had to. I had to. Yeah, okay, I know, okay. I know. I go ahead. Myself, Sorry, I walked right into that one. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Um. And anyway, one of his biggest faults was that he randomly, at least twice a week, would just say, "Get in my belly." Get in my belly. Like he would just say that. Like, yeah. So it affects all generations of men. I think. Did, yeah. did women? I think like Allison was pointing out. She hated the ten-year-old boys just screaming these lines. Did women? And girls, like, were they infatuated with saying, like, do I make you horny? I sincerely doubt it. Yeah. I think, like, kind of like is this the, fight, the fight club effect where the worst parts of masculine culture that the movie highlights as being right. bad. Beavis and Butthead is featured. Right. And they're one of the most famous things, like a satire of shitty culture that people embraced and yeah. became that culture. Where people are like, yes, I'm a dog human. This is, like, I love that I'm, that I'm being ridiculed for how awful I am. Right. Yeah. So I... It's amazing that, yeah, these things just sort of run away and masculinity once again. Succeeds. Succeeds. The dark knight. It's the gender we deserve. <laughs> Great. The, Batman is masculinity. Yeah, I see kind it of. now. Yeah. Wow. Bad at parties, good at beating people up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really even asking when will it end because I don't know that it started yet. So I'm actually, I'm not. You're uninterested. Not, you're not all the way out the door, but no. if it, this was it, you'd be like, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. I would never watch this again. I'm never going to watch this again. You're done. I, I may watch... This is probably like the third or fourth time ever. I, I've not seen this movie a million times. And it came out 20 years ago. 20 years. Well, 22 years ago. I'm, not, I'm, an, I'm a rounder. Okay? We'll save it for the next app because our next movie, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, yeah. is 20 years ago this year. So it's very timely. Oh, my God. We 1999, planned this. baby. All right. So we'll be back with that on the next episode of When Will It End? And now we'll do the outro that we were working on. We're working so a hard smooth, on A smooth, simple outro. I please hope you enjoy it. Uh, and we'll see you next time. I'm Josh. <laughs>
I'm Charles. Okay, this isn't good. No, wait, we this is not what we went over. Oh, did you want to end with the good outro you just did? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my god, that's what you were doing. No, but we Okay, do it again. Okay. No, oh, here no, we go. No. Here's the outro. Ready? And go. I for I don't even care. Bye. been a podcast produced by josh landy's edited by charles hobby that's josh and charles productions special thanks to waste management for the use of their song windblown dirge and if you liked our podcast you can rate and review us on itunes please you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter all as at wwie podcast our email address is wwie podcast at gmail.com so send us an email thanks so much for listening